poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Tactical Tuesday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and John Chai. Welcome, my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, this is your host, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com, Coach Brad Wilson. And it's a tactical day, as are all the days here on Chasing Poker Greatness nowadays. They're all tactical days. What up, John? How you doing, sir? No uh, no other podcasts going on except for Tactical Tuesday anymore. Not right now. Duncan is on hiatus. He should be back for Philosophical Friday at some point. I don't know exactly where this the state of Philosophical Friday, but he'll he'll be back um, probably sooner rather than later. And yeah, I'm still uh, working on the interview, getting getting back in interview mode for the podcast. I've been in you know full blown wolf mode for a year and a half, and really that's where all of my life force has been invested. Um, so that's good yeah. though, because you know, I need your full attention, especially given how last week's episode went. I think it's pretty clear that I need help value betting, which is why I've brought in some more value bet spots today for tactical Tuesday. And now that you're not in the podcast game as much as you used to be, hopefully we, you can help me. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm a, I have my eye on getting back more into the media game, like in the next. No, uh, no, no. Next fix my, months, so. fix me first. You got four months or so. You, you, <laughs> get, you better get your shit together before then. You're, it's over. Um, we'll have a jacket of deuce in this hand. Is that is that a good start to to value betting? It's a great start. I I can't imagine a better start. You have a jack and a deuce. So let's just see what happens here. We had some technical issues with hold a manager and converting the hands uh, i don't uh, no idea but they're in this uh poker tracker replayer here um so you got the jack deuce button clicks it small blind folds i'm surprised that the small blind didn't three bet and you cold called but you know here we are <laughs> <laughs> After After last five week. X, <laughs> small blind small blind three bets <clears throat> i decided Hey, my Jack and the Deuce. Not only are they the same color, but they're the same shape. After last week, you know, anything's possible. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? It's wild west. Um, but no. Button men clicks, you defend, getting three and a half to one. Everything's like totally hunky-dory. And the flop is ace, ten, five. So two diamonds, you have the jack deuce of diamonds, which gives you a flush draw, which means that we're probably going to see a river. We're probably going to see a river. Exactly. Um, so you check villain sizes up, which is actually a pretty much expected size, I believe, these days on like ace 10 X. Yeah. Double Broadway, um, two tone board. Not surprised to see the three quarters. Yep. Hot C, but and i guess first decision point here call a raise 
you're going to see a river. So that means that you got to can't see the river if you don't raise the flop, right? Is that, that how well, you goes? can. It's just <laughs> you, you might not be seeing it on the terms that you want. You want to see the river. <laughs> um, but yeah, generally, I mean, just my go to thing with flush draws after defending the big blind is just going to be to check raise. Um, I would be happier to check raise like a one third size or a smaller C bet, but uh, my hand is still really, really good, or at least can become really, really good. And so still going to check raise the, the big size C bet. All right. So villain bets 32, check raise to 118, villain defends. And voila, you turn a flush. Turn is a seven becomes uh, really, really good. diamonds. Your turn, your hand becomes really, really good. There's 270 in the pot. Villain has 907 behind. I imagine now that you have a good hand that you're probably going to be betting the turn. I do bet the turn. Um, I think this is where I kind of wanted to start the conversation about value betting. Uh, what size are you going here once, um, you know, once the flush completes and, and, I, I suppose it doesn't particularly matter exactly like what hand we have, but like, do you do something different when sizing um, based on whether you have a flush or whether you're still bluffing this this flush completing turn? Sizing is interesting. So on the flush completer, typically you have fewer low equity hands in your range, which generally trends sizing down with mm. your flushes. Um I could see you betting half. I could see you betting a third. Um, probably not bigger than that. And probably just jamming rivers, you know, that are not unfavorable. Sure. Uh, okay. Even if yeah, you bet, bet half or a third. <clears throat> that's what I said to I guess like just to kind of explain why you're suggesting kind of trending the, the turn size uh, to be smaller, I think is is just you know our the the biggest region of our low equity check raise range. Our ch our flush draws just got there. So um, when you know kind of when the obvious big draw and the flop completes, we we have fewer fewer bluffs on the turn. I think the only bluffs I would have at this point are like maybe some like club club hands that check raise the flop. Like maybe a hand like eight nine of clubs or jack nine of clubs or something like that. Um, I might not even check raise those hands actually, given um, given that the button decided to go with the big size. So. I might actually just get to this turn in real life with like no low equity hands. And I, you know, the Maybe worst like hand King I have queen. now is like two pair. King queen with queen of diamonds or queen jack. Yeah, something like that. Queen yeah, of yeah, diamonds yeah. or jack. Yeah, that diamonds. could be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like offsuit, gut shot, um, which I think is a hand that totally makes sense in your check race range. And it, it especially makes sense because it's it's a low equity hand that can bet on a flush completer. I probably would, I probably would have three bet. King Queen <laughs> bluff, so I don't even know if I have that. Um, well, but basically, what I'm saying is like, look, I don't have very many bluffs here, and the when I, in a spot where I don't have very many bluffs, I need to incentivize my opponent to call uh, somehow, and and one of the ways to do that is by sizing down. Um, so I bet a third on the river, which is or sorry on the turn, which is one of the sizes you suggested. And villain calls. And you talked about jamming not unfavorable rivers. Yeah, the river pairs the board. So we started out with the ace, ten, five, two diamond flop. Turn was the seven of diamonds. River is the seven of hearts. Um, so we, our hand is still good, but definitely just got brought down a notch um, with having the with the board pairing on the river. Are you still jamming here? Is do you think this is too thin? What hands are we trying to get called by? What worse hands are we trying to get called by um, when we jam here? Mm. 
flushes. I mean, flushes are worse hands that can call, and they have they they will have flushes. Uh, I think that the seven is going to be like the least threatening of all the board pairing rivers. Mm-hmm. Um, an ace is clearly much worse. A 10 is clearly worse. And I think a five is also worse because mm-hmm. a five completes ace five. So the seven, you know, it promotes aces, tens and fives, potentially ace seven. Um, but yeah, I think like, I'm not even sure a seven, like chooses the big size on the flop, honestly, like, but I'm of mixed opinion here on the board pairing river. Um, I think that you could obviously bet big. I, I don't think your hand is too thin to value, but I guess like, like that, that, that's the first thing I think you could jam and it's per, gotta be just fine. Like it, it can't be the end of the world. Um, what I'm really thinking about is whether jam is my go-to here or small bet would be my go-to here. Um, the small bet I think works pretty well in giving villain an opportunity to jam with worse hands, such as like king 10 with the king of diamonds or queen 10 with the queen of diamonds or 10 Ooh, of diamonds. Do those hands big bet? I don't know. That 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 that's a good point. I don't think those hands do. Maybe so, like ace king queen with the king of diamonds. King queen with the king of diamonds. Yeah, yeah. king jack with the king of those those types of hands. Yeah. Mm, ace 5. Ace 5 is a Oh, ace 5 is a good one. Hand yeah. that it's not going to call a jam but would jam. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Possibly like, I guess, ace, king, and ace, queen. Kind of an interesting, those are interesting hands that probably end up calling and not turning themselves into a bluff as often, like calling the small bet. But I also, I don't know, I don't think they call the big bet either. Like, Ace, king, ace, queen. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about is that like, Ugh, like this this board pairing river scary in the sense not in the sense that like you know our hand is you know significantly downgraded i don't think that's the case that's that's basically what you said we still have a hand that can still comfortably value jam the river it's just that now that i'm not sure what range i'm targeting to call if the board didn't pair on the river we could you know we could reasonably target all the sets and two pairs um now we're just targeting like ace 10 exactly maybe and ace i don't even know what we're talking like worse flushes and like ace 10 i don't even know like what ace 10 is like what ace 10 thinks if i jam the river like does it is that any different from ace 5 like like it's not really no i mean yeah i i I mean i i think like ace king ace 10 ace deuce are all effectively the same hand Mm mm-hmm um, from villain's perspective, when you jam the river, like I think yeah. they're all just, yeah, the same hand, which means that like basically, basically the the secondary consideration, if if all of those hands are the same, would be like what is the kicker, and what like properties would they be looking for in calling the river with their their other card, like some kind of diamond. Um, I mean, do they want a diamond, or do they not want a diamond, like because. <laughs> 
the majority of your bluffs are going to come from like single diamond hands, right? Yeah. King, queen, queen, jack. So like if they have the king of diamonds, then that just rules out king jack with the king of diamonds. Um, So I don't think that's necessarily like great either. Uh, I'm like, I'm really torn here. This is, this is a tough, tough (laughs) situation. Um, uh, I probably size down and call a jam. Size small enough where a flush will jam, and obviously some, maybe hopefully some counterfeited two pairs or whatever, some bluffs will jam. I don't know that a flush will jam. I don't think a flush ever jams. Like, I don't like that's the. I don't think a flush jams, but like, man, like a flush, a flush looks at the small bet and thinks the same thing that we're thinking now. It's like, okay, I could jam. Like, I'm pretty sure I have the best hand, but what is going to call me if I jam an eight high flush on the? on the river facing the small bit. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to call. And then that just feels disastrous, right? Like the flushes just call because they think that we're not going to call a jam with the worst hand. And then the boats just jam every time we bet small. Yep. That is not great. <sighs> so we just have to like grit our teeth and jam. Yeah. It seems like I'm landing on just like gritting our teeth and jamming. Um, let me think about exploring the check option. I think out of hand, it it seems not great, but I do want to think about it. Like a flush is go, always going to value bet. All their bluff catcher aces, though, probably don't value bet. They don't have a ton of bluffs. I don't think. King queen with the king of diamonds. King queen with the queen of diamonds. Jack queen jack. Yeah, you have the Jack of Diamonds, which ain't great. Um, those those bluffs, though. Actually, I I think that I, I think check, I think check rules those out because, like, if you small bet, those would also be candidates that could jam. So yeah, yeah, like just betting small is going to be better than checking. I think so. Ah, leads me back to the beginning here of either betting small or betting big. Um. Yeah, maybe just so is betting small and getting jammed on by their boats and risking just getting called by their flushes worth them jamming their bluffs? Is the question that we're asking. Yeah. Yeah, hard to know because we don't even know if they jam their bluffs facing the small size. How often do how often do flushes raise the turn facing a third? That's another like interesting part of this. That like if they do have. You know, like eight, nine of diamonds, like does that raise the turn one? Do, do they raise the turn one third um, at any frequency? Probably not, but they probably raise their better flushes at some frequency, I would think. But that doesn't matter because we're king and queen high. Well, it does. It, it matters in the sense that like if you jam, um, if we can reduce the amount of nut flushes they have, that that can only be like good for us. I okay, think. okay, 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 okay. Um, that's screw it. I'm going to land on jam and hope they find something to call with. Hope they find something to call with. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what I did too. That's why I brought this hand in. Cause I like, I mean, I, I was just, I had no idea what to do on the river. I was like, I don't know what I'm targeting, but like betting small, like, uh, just, it feels like I'm setting up the, the optional two bet game that we talk about pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't seem good. Like I'm just going to grip my teeth and stick in the, you know, 1.5 X pot. Yeah. Like I thought about like, pot or 70% pot as well but then like 
I'm also terrified of like, <laughs> I don't know if I can fold because they actually have like some decent candidates to bluff with. Like the aforementioned Ace-5, probably Ace-10. Is Holy not, shit, you think if I pot bad. the river, they're going to jam a okay. bluff? 70%. If you okay. 70%, I, I think they could. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <sighs> It'd still be a click. It would be, but that's what makes it such a good bluff, John. <laughs> Dude, you don't know how many times I've said that to myself <laughs> and they just they just snap with a flush. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, all right. Let's see. Let's see the result because tough. Oh, baby, you jam and they called. We don't know the result yet. <laughs> did we win? I don't know. Did we know. win? Duh, we won. Oh, it doesn't get shown. Uh, oh, sorry. We did win. We did win. Uh, villain called with Ace Nine with the Nine of Diamonds. Nice jam. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the jam is okay then. <laughs> Sweet Mother Mary. Ace nine with the nine of diamonds, huh? Woo. Okay. Okay. I see you. I see you, button. You know what was really funny was like I jammed and obviously he, you know he had ace nine, so he went into the tank and he's tanking, and I'm still thinking, like, I I, I don't know if I feel I, I don't like you know, usually when you jam like a finished value hand and they start tanking, you 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 know, as the time goes down, you're like, okay, okay, I feel better, I feel better. I did not feel better as like time went down. I was like, he could just be tanking with the queen of dime, you know, queen eye flush. <laughs> Little did you know. I think if this villain had the queen high flush, there would be no tanking. <laughs> uh, it, the ace nine call, yeah. Well, okay, so that's hand number one. Um, do we want to do two hands before the break or one no, hand? No. Before the break? Yeah, we need a minute. To <laughs> yeah, we need to need to take a break, collect ourselves, breathe a little bit, stick around. We'll have more thin value bet opportunities coming right at you. You've survived pre-flop boot camp. You've shot the fish in a barrel. Now, prepare yourself for the feeding frenzy. A comprehensive strategy for gutting every fish in your player pool. Data-driven hero bluffs. Light call-downs and perfect value bets that are maximally designed to hurt some feelings. Feeding Frenzy. Available now at ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash Feeding Frenzy. All right. Welcome back from the break. I hope that these next two value betting spots are easier than the first one because almost timed out of YouTube. Um, <laughs> let's see. Hand number one, after the break, you got a king and a queen of different suits, king of clubs, queen of spades. Tactical Tuesday special hand. Yeah, yeah. You open 25. Three bets to a weird size. Yeah, the big blind three bets to 80, which is like 3x, which is, as you said, a small size. They bet half pot here on the flop, and the flop is king, queen, eight, rainbow, so you flop top two. I did not ask you whether villain was, um, you know, white belt or black belt. I imagine that villain is white belt here. Purple, purple. 
purple. Yeah. Yeah. You think think reg, reg regish. This was the only weird thing that I'd seen him do in the whole session. That 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 three bet. Mm-hmm. Everything up to there, like I saw that three bet and I was like, whoa! I I didn't expect that from this guy. Like, is he like, is he like trying to do something with the with the size down? Like that was my first thought. And yeah, I don't know. I just I gave him a <laughs> I gave him a purple tag actually, um, <laughs> just to like keep an eye out. Yeah. Uh, Let's keep an eye out. What's this guy doing? I, I mean, it, it's nice. Before we go deeper into the hand, if this hand does go to showdown, because like it will reveal something about our opponent in how they're constructing their strategy. But mm-hmm. that is a weird size for them to kind of use out of the blue. This the typical size is something like one ten, one twenty, sometimes one thirty from the big blind. Um, so yeah. It's weird, and then they also choose like uh, weird post flop size too, right? This is like fifty five plus one big blind. Yeah, yeah. So there's probably one sixty four, or sorry, one sixty two, and in okay. the pot minus rake, mm-hmm. and you probably bet half pot plus one. Okay, and you're convinced this is purple belt. I'll. I'm going to believe you, but <laughs> I'm thinking might be white belt. Um, okay. What do you so, think about raising the flop? Not raising the flop. We could, we could, we, I mean, that's like worthy of discussion. Um, he bets 91 into 165, just a little bit over half pot. Like we said, we have top mm-hmm. two. Definitely a hand that is good enough to raise. Um, I decided to flat. I thought that we could comfortably get stacks in. You know, anyways, once he starts with a big bet, I think if he had started with a third, then I definitely would have raised, given that he three bet smaller and he's small betting the flop. And, you know, we probably need to do something a little bit extra to facilitate getting all the money in. Um, yeah. I decided not to raise facing the the bigger size. Uh, I don't know if you would raise. I think there are lots of hands that we could target with a raise. Aces, ace king, ace jack, ace 10, jack 10. I don't think any of those hands are going to fold. Um, mm-hmm. So... In theory, you probably will have raises here because you do have like bottom set, which is going to be a hand that you'll raise with. Eh, maybe. Maybe not versus the big bet. I, I Personally, I would call with king-queen okay. because we block <laughs> top and bottom pair, which, you know, and, and as you mentioned, like we can get the Saxon downstream, so no real like you know, catastrophic things that can happen, I think, sure. uh, by the river. So like, to me, I would just call and simplify and just say like, you know, a lot, a lot of my value here is going to come from when, you know, villain has like ace jack, uh, jack 10, ace 10, um, and just kind of goes bananas on a board that is like quite good for them relative sure. to us. Yep. So, Turn is an ace, which is an interesting card. So I'm actually um, like really hoping they don't bet this turn because I would just start feeling really bad about lops top two if I face the big bet on this turn. Um, which is pretty crazy to say. It's like it's you know like on the flop. I'm like, wow, this is great. I can't you know can't wait to see what happens on the turn. And then the ace of clubs. I'm like, oh shit, I, this is actually terrible. Now they have like lots of better top two plus the. The open ender gets there. Um, the obvious front door draw, Jack Ten gets there. I'm sure they would three bet that and see bet the flop. Yep. Um, and aces gets there. Yeah. So I'm I'm really hoping they somehow find a check. 
you know, I think that they might check, but I don't think they probably should check most of anything. This card is like, as you said, like a card that makes your flop top two feel like death, probably going to mean that that card is much better for the villain than us. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I imagine like villains probably should be betting this card often, yep. but I could also see a world where they check it too often with, you know, some of their ace 10, ace jack type hands. Yep. So that's what I'm hoping he has. He does check, and now I'm hoping he has some sort of like ace jack, ace 10, something that, you know, maybe turn top pair was semi bluffing the flop. Um, planning on just going for value. I, I actually want to talk about um, just the whole value betting sizing scheme and the plan on the turn right now. Like, kind of what are you thinking about on, on the turn when you're thinking about value sizing? Um, for the turn and then like just plans for the river. Cause I think the turn sizing has a big effect on the river plan. Yeah. I, so I guess the first thing is like, are you planning on kind of taking this as a two street hand? And like, is there a way to do that? Uh, it's so wacky. Like I wouldn't bet super big. I think that in just as as in the last hand that we talked about, when the flush completes, like here, the ace has a dramatic effect on like the weak hands in your range. Like you you just have very few weak hands in your range now. Like to in order to have like low equity hands, you need to be betting like Jack nine. Jack nine, probably like your eight X. Seven eight of spades, seven eight of diamonds. Nine ten. Nine ten. Those are you you have very few hands that are like nothing or yep. very yep. low equity on the turn. So so I don't think you can go big. Um you went half pot. That feels like it might be too big. Um, I, I'm not really thinking about stacks because like at this point, like I'm not sure that I want to play for stacks and yeah, I do not want to play for stacks. Yeah, yeah. Like the dynamic of this situation is, has just like changed dramatically based on the turn card. So like, I, I, I would not be like thinking about playing for stacks. Um, I'd be thinking about like, okay, like what size makes sense for my range in this situation. Um, a third seems to make a lot of sense. I'd probably land on that and then play rivers accordingly and probably be looking to bet small on bricks. Okay, yeah, I was thinking, okay, so I had like a very similar two street plan. Like my plan was just to like bet something on the turn and then bet the river small on on bricks, probably a third, maybe like a quarter or something like that. Just targeting like ace jack and ace 10, maybe ace five of diamonds ace five of spades ace five of hearts like those sorts of hands right yeah um i thought that i could get away with betting bigger on the turn like half potting the turn and just like being like hey like i i dare you to fold ace jack or ace 10 when you turn top pair and you and you still likely have a gutter or something like that on the turn and like yeah yeah, yeah i'm gonna size that on the river like to make sure you know i'm not just value cutting myself every single time i do this but i think i can get away with a bigger turn bet because i don't think you're gonna fold turn top pair with a gut shot. You know what's interesting here? Even though you know that my range is still probably... Yeah. You know, 
too strong. I think I think you're right. What's interesting here, I don't know what the river is. I haven't seen this hand, but on a jack or a ten, actually, you would have an option to turn your hand into a bluff or check behind. And king queen might be like the best hand that you have to turn into a bluff on like a jack or a ten. Like the uh, yeah. Anyway, just like as kind of food for thought on like the four liner run out of a jack or a 10 ace king queen jack or ace king queen 10 like two pair is like getting to the point of like oh this may be now like one of the worst hands in my range um anyway yeah still gonna have jack 10 and 9 10 jack 9 that's true but jack 10 is a straight oh sorry not jack 10 yeah jack 9 Jack nine and so, nine ten. Yeah. Yeah. Jack nine and nine ten. Those those are like the two, right? Yeah. Um, beyond that. Yeah. We do We're, get the brick river. We Final get the brick is, river. Yeah. King Queen eight, ace, six, no flush available. Yeah. He checks six ninety one in the middle, and we have to decide on value sizing whether or not we even want a value bet. I sort of <laughs> I sort of spilled the beans on the previous street that I was planning on going really small and targeting. Ace Jack, Ace Ten, Ace Five. Mm-hmm. I think there's no reason to not bet small and target those hands. Potentially could target like something that uh like a spew call from like King Jack or King Ten Two and mm-hmm. if that's feels sticky. Yeah, so you bet a third. Um mm-hmm. I hope they don't jam. Just No, he called and I was like, Wow, nice, I would. Uh-oh. Ace King? Ace King makes sense. Wow. What a little B word. Hey, In his defense, what do I call with when he check jams? I don't know, but you don't have any better hand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you call with, but I don't think you've got a straight, and I don't think you've got a set of eights. <laughs> so, whatever. Like, okay, okay, okay. I mean, ace... Uh, sorry, ace-king ace guy, I tried to help you out. Ace-king, like, I mean, it, it makes sense. It's a hand that beats you, and I think... I, I think it probably should jam the river for value, but... Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was my reaction, too, when he just called. I was like, oh, wow, I, I thought that hand was would jam. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. I think that the hand was played well, though. Um. Okay. All right. So final hand, queen five of diamonds. It's gonna be a blind versus blind battle, me versus a rag. Um, yeah. I make it thirty. Queen five of diamonds calls. Queen nine seven two clubs no diamonds. Uh, so I flop top pair. We kicker. Uh, just gonna be doing a lot of checking out of position. Two bet pots and top pair. We kicker is definitely gonna be in my checking range. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's what I go ahead and do. Big blind checks back. Turn is the seven of hearts. So now there are two flush draws, hearts and clubs. Uh, the seven pairs on the turn. Yep. Okay, so my value plan here was to go for two big streets mm-hmm. with a queen. Um, obviously going to be value cutting myself versus better queens, although I don't know how many there are now that we share the nine as a kicker. Um and then versus the 7x, which I expect, you know, most of their 7x to check back the, most of their naked 7x to check back the flop. So they still 
definitely have trips on the turn, mm-hmm. um, but can still get called by 9x, can still get called by like, I don't know, maybe some sort of 10, even if he does decide to check back a hand like ace or king 10 or, you know, maybe that's a little bit of a stretch. Um, Probably. Yeah. But you can get uh, called by like an underpair that sure. we'll call a bet now. Um, eights, sixes, fives, yeah. Yeah. I think I mean eights is probably three betting pretty. But... Yeah, eights probably three betting. Yeah. But anyways, lots of bluffs bluffs for us to rep on, you know, extremely dynamic two flush draw board. Um sure. so I pot the turn. And I'm gonna guess that you're gonna say that on the turn by itself, potting is no big deal, no problem. Um mm-hmm. a lot of other sizes we could go, but I sort of picked the greedy one. I'm kind of pushing the boundaries of value betting here. And then the river is the ten of hearts, which completes the backdoor flush draw. Um, completes a couple straights, so the final board is seven, nine, queen, seven, ten, three hearts, and I follow through. And uh, I don't bet huge. I think I bet seventy, or I hope I bet seventy. Um, once you know, one of the major draws completes, and you know, handful of straight draws also get there. Um, yeah. Going to be sizing down a little bit. Was planning on going bigger though on bricks. Would have probably like potted a brick, um, but size down to seventy here. What do you think about like the plan starting on the turn, basically? Coach Brad approved. Coach Brad, wow. Three for three. We turned it around mm-hmm. in a week. We went from yeah. horrendous value betting to acceptable value betting. You went from black belt of suckiness to playing well. <laughs> well done. I Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that everything you said is on point, and I just am a big fan of, big fan of everything. Um, even your camera work there. Well done. Just see so you've been taking lessons. Look at it. Look at it. Look at him. Look at him go. Look at look at John there. With got, this it, got, it, got, it, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Beautiful. Well done. Well done. Um, and for the podcast listener, sorry you didn't get to see that excellent work that John just <laughs> exhibited. You go Tune to, into YouTube if you yeah, want to see my ceiling. Subscribe to YouTube if you want to see what we're talking about. Um, can't really even describe it. It was so majestic. Uh, I agree with everything you said. Like, I, I just, I think that, you know, it, it's, it is thin, but I, it's blind versus blind. It's loose formation. Like you don't have a ton of bluffs, but villains tend to be fairly sticky blind versus blind. You've got a hand that, you know, wants to play for two streets. So yeah, I, I just, I think it's all good. I think that like a lot of their bluff catchers, if you check, um, they just check behind and, you know, they're, they're just going to check behind with their bluff catchers. So like you, you miss out on value versus those obviously when they have better hands, like, you know, queen X of hearts or something that like, if they check behind, they turn a flush draw, um, they're going to bet those for value. So it's a situation where like, you just have to bet in order to be able to place a bet versus all of their weaker hands. Um, and I don't really expect to get raised like ever, I think. Um, very like it would be, it, I would be shocked if, if you got raised, honestly, like seems like it would have to be something like a boat, like maybe yeah, yeah. they can raise a flush, but man, like even raising a flush here is like pretty scary. Uh, once, you know, the board's paired and you big bet twice as the preflop raiser. So yeah, I, I think it's like, I think it's just good plan. Well executed. Well done. Cool. That's good to hear. Cause this, this is, you know, even a few weeks ago or like a month ago, this is not something that I, I would have done. So 
Glad to see I'm getting better at it. And... Oh, wait. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and Villain had a seven. Well done, John. Well done. Well, as we said, I think it was last week. I never know. The weeks run together. Um, if you If you aren't value betting and getting called by better hands ever, then you're probably not value betting thinly enough. So congratulations. You value bet thinly enough. It, by the way, this, this is like a the exact hand type that like if you check, they're definitely going to bet. Right? Like if they have like 8-9 or 9-10, they're definitely going to check back those type mm-hmm. of hands. So like you've got to place a bet to get called um, by their bluff catchers. I guess alternatively, you could just check fold the river. That's the that's the other option. But yeah, we don't have to we don't have to go too deeply into that. I think actually check folding the river might be a reasonable option. But I don't know. That's not really wow. Check fold. He could value better ten. My God. Now you're living in la la <laughs> land. That's well, catching the episode coming up soon. <laughs> you're, you're living in space, kid. There's no uh, value bet at 10. Get out of here. All right. I think that's going to do it for this episode on value betting. Once again, well done, John. I got nothing, got nothing left. Yeah. See you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.